is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everyone. Hey, what a gorgeous, glorious day it is. I'm sure it'll probably start raining as soon as I finish saying that. <laughs> hey, how are you, everybody? Welcome to Cover Your Assets. We are going to be talking today about a uh, an issue that a lot of folks who are saving for retirement are perplexed about. I think it's just a, a fabulous uh, topic, just because there's so much confusion about it. Uh, I have with me today on the show, uh, Great uh, Great Waters representative, Justin Halverson, who is a principal of Great Waters Financial. This is Great Waters Retirement Radio every first Saturday of the month. And today we're going to be talking about required minimum distributions. Justin, are you with me? Hey, Todd. Good morning. How are you? I am fabulous. I am better than everybody else. So nothing new about that, right? I love it. <laughs> you don't sound so enthused, or at least not as enthused as I am about that. So we're going to be talking well, we're about talking about required distributions, and so it's—I uh, do get enthused about this, but I'm more enthused about helping people understand how to save money and not pay too much in taxes. So my enthusiasm will build as the show goes on. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, first, folks, I think we should start with with something that is just a, essentially an understanding of retirement accounts and taxes in general. So the first thing to understand is that anything that the government does in the way of benefits, that that being uh, ways to minimize, m- mitigate, decrease, uh, offset, delay taxes, is done for one purpose, and that is generally to benefit the government, um, because there's a reason why the government offers these incentives. It is to move our populace in a particular direction. And because when people don't have the money to cover their own retirement and they wind up having to go on public assistance and other things, that creates even even more cost. So the government's offering us things like 401ks, 403bs, SEP, KEO, Roth. All of these things are... In essence, umbrellas that shelter an investment plan from taxation for a period of time and uh, in some cases for a long period of time. But the RMDs, required minimum distributions, are the government's way of saying, look, we didn't tax you before, but now we're going to tax you whether you need the money or not. Right, Justin? <laughs> That's right, Todd. And. You know, I would say it is an advantage, you know, the way they allow uh, individuals and families to save money for retirement in these pre-tax retirement accounts, getting a deduction up front as you take money out of your paycheck and you put it into your 401k or your 403b, uh, or if you don't have a a company plan, maybe you just use an IRA or a Roth IRA, or if you're self-employed, you've got a SEP, simple, those types of plans. So it's an advantage. That money grows tax-deferred. Money you would have had to send to taxes is still in the account. It's accumulating compound interest. Um, and so it does work out to your benefit, but it is not a free lunch by any means. Because at the end of the day, uh, when you need that money, there's going to be 
taxes and potentially penalties to get it out. And throughout this hour, we're going to help people strategize on how to get it out in the most tax-efficient manner, take advantage of the rules as, as they're written, and take advantage of key periods of, of life that we have that may open up the window for much more tax-efficient um, distribution times. Absolutely, and the and the and folks, when you when you hear what 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 uh, Justin just termed tax efficient distributions, that is quite literally the most important tool and or planning consideration that you should have. As any good advisor will tell you, past performance is not indicative of future results, which is to say, it's speculation as to what you're going to actually uh, get in the in the future in terms of returns, unless you get guaranteed returns. However, when you implement a tax strategy, you can look at that and essentially stand on it and say, if I do these things and all of these things are available to me under law, you literally benefit from that tax strategy. But there's no do-overs, and if you don't take advantage of it, then you simply don't get it. So if a tax strategy can net you 15% tax savings on the top-end portion of your income, that's a 15% return, in essence, that that is not speculation. And that's why tax efficiency is generally, in planning, more useful then return on investment because you can you have it's more predictable. So these strategies that Justin's talking about are are incredibly powerful. And if you're moving towards retirement, you really need to get in and see these guys because if you don't do it, you really get hit. We're going to be talking about how badly you get hit if you're not aware of these things and they happen to you. So uh, let's just start right right with this. What is exactly, what is a required minimum distribution? What, what, is, what is it? When do you have to take it? What, what's the story, Justin? Well, the required minimum distribution is kind of um, something that the IRS put in place to ensure that people don't end up keeping this money in these pre-tax accounts, growing tax-deferred forever. And so as the law is written today, uh, you have to take your first required distribution starting April 1st, the year after you turn 70 and a half. That's the, that is when you have to take your first distribution. Now, technically speaking, you have to take your first distribution the year you turn 70 and a half. And if you wait until the next year and do it before April 1st, you'd be taking two that year. All right. And so most people choose to take it in the year that they turn 70 and a half. Just to keep things simple. So you're not taking two the next year. There are some strategies. There are some reasons that we advise people to wait until that next year to take two. One of them would be if the year you turn 70 and a half is a particularly high tax year for you. And so let's just say you're working until 70 and a half and that's your last year that you're working and you've got, you know, bonuses and, you know, vacation time paying out and stock options that, um, that pay out to you. And you've got a high income year, the year you turn 70 and a half. Well, that would likely be a good time to consider delaying that first distribution until the next year. But all things being equal, in most cases, I'd say nine out of ten times for the thousands of clients that we serve, um, you know, we do it typically the year that they actually turn 70 and a half. Okay. And, and so... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, and so ultimately, uh, and I want to back up a step in a second, too, about talking how to fund some of these accounts, especially if there's younger people on the line getting through difference between traditional and Roth IRA, uh, because these required minimum distributions only apply to traditional IRAs or traditional 401ks. The Roth portion of these plans 
do not have required minimum distributions. And even if they did, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem because uh, the raw portion is always tax-free distributions. And so, um, so just know that this applies to traditional plans, traditional IRAs or your traditional portion of your 401k, 403b, SEP, simple, those types of plans. Um, and it has to be done starting the time you turn 70 and a half or technically speaking the year after 70 and a half. And the amount that they make you take out that first year is 3.65%. And so whatever your balance is on December 31st, the year prior, the end of the year, they take that balance and they multiply it by 3.65%. And that's what they make you take out. So if you had a million dollars, you'd be taking out $36,000, for example. And if you have more or less, you can kind of do the math on that. Um, and on top of that, every year that time goes on, the distribution percentage that they make you take out goes up. So, for example, if you live until 100, I think it's around 15% that has to come out that year. So it is not a static 3.65%. As time goes on, they make you take out more because it's based on life expectancy, and they figure the less life you have left, the more they want you to take out more quickly so that they can tax that money more aggressively. <clears throat> Which basically means once you get on the other side of mortality, mortality being the average death rate for people in a given category, they start to really hit you pretty hard. Correct? They do. Yeah, and it's a grad. I mean, it's a pretty steady standard increase of that percentage. But um, at the end of the day, they're gonna, you know, they want you to take the money out. And, you know, for some people, I'm just, and we'll get into some strategy, and I want to hit on Roth conversions a little bit later and the time to do those because that's one of the best strategies you have with, with minimizing the tax impact of these required minimum distributions, uh, along with a couple charitable strategies we'll mention as well. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, um, for many people, they've saved this money so well. I mean, you've been a good saver. You've been diligent. You've been disciplined. You had delayed gratification all these years. You saved all this money, and now you hit 70 and a half, and you, and you were wise enough to maximize at least one of your Social Securities if you're married. So you've got Social Security coming in. It's a nice amount of money. Maybe you had a little bit of a pension. You probably have some non-qualified investments kicking off some dividends, uh, capital gains, or interest. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you retired at 65, for example. Things were smooth sailing. Your tax bracket was very low. It was a weird feeling because you paid a lot of taxes your whole life, and, and now you're in retirement, and it's just how you hoped it would be. You're not paying a lot of taxes. And then you hit 70 and a half, and that first year required distribution kicks on. And I've got clients whose required distribution is over six figures. Well, you add another 100000 of income that you didn't even need to your tax return for any given year, and it's going to push you into much higher tax brackets. And so I don't want people to get caught off guard. I want them to understand that this is happening. These, these required distributions are real. They're going to be there. And they're almost a penalty to savers if you're not aware of them and you don't plan around them. But, Justin, I don't need the money. I don't need well, the money. So what do fine. I do? You, don't, you, can, you can take it out of the IRA, pay taxes on it, and then reinvest it in an outside non-qualified or non-IRA taxable account. Right. So I just had a client in yesterday. She, like, like you just said, she said, I don't even need this money. It was going to be 50000 or something like that. And, and so we said, well, that's fine. We'll put it in your, your non-qualified account at Charles Schwab where we handle our clients' investments. 
Uh, but you have to get it out of the IRA. And by the way, they're going to give you a 1099 at the end of the year. So let's withhold taxes so you're not surprised by owing more money in April. It, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. As I, as I listen to you talk, the, the first point that, that I would make about RMDs is the, the goal from a psychology standpoint is to, the, their goal is to get you to take the money over a period of time, spread it out over a period of time. And so the taxes just kind of force you to do that type of planning. Remember, people who get lump sum, you know, uh, lottery winnings burn through the money. The idea is to have a nice steady stream of income so that you don't become dependent upon the government. So there's that. And that's a, that's a great thing. It, it, it kind of makes me laugh when you're so kind and you say people were so diligent and disciplined. I say, yeah, they had money taken out of their check every month. <laughs> but. Force yeah. savings is the best kind of thing. That's right, because right? it works, right? Because that's the way it works. But then the other yeah. thing is, is that they they are going to get their their tax money, and that's really the bottom line. So if you if you die too soon and you take the money, well, then whomever your heirs are are going to inherit your qualified accounts, and at that point, they also need to take the money. And the whole goal from the government's perspective is, one, they want that money back in the marketplace working and generating income, and which of course means generating taxes, more tax money. So, you know, and when you take your RMD and you reinvest it, folks, remember that now when you reinvest it, you buy whatever it is you purchase in terms of investments. Let's say you purchase stocks or or mutual funds, which are in essence baskets of stocks. And when you do that, you establish a basis. That's the purchase price. Going forward, any money that you make will now be taxable in the form of capital gains on the money that you make on the money. So that's that's the offset. But that's not a terrible thing. And the whole point is, as, as Justin would say, just because you have to pay taxes on it and take it out of the account doesn't mean you actually have to run out and spend the money. You can simply reinvest it and then it can begin to make, make money and return on investment again. Right, Justin? That's right, Todd. And you said a couple of good things there, but um, yes, you can reinvest it. You don't have to spend it. Now, as you know, Todd, our advocation, our belief, our mission at Great Waters Financial is to inspire and empower people to live great lives, especially in retirement. And so I'd say another challenge that the generation that's entering retirement now is facing is that they were good savers. They'd really never like to spend money. And now that it comes time to be in retirement, now some of this money is coming out. They have to take it out. I'm, I'm telling you, Todd, it's, you wouldn't believe this, but I'm seeing people have a hard time spending their own money, having a hard time giving themselves permission to enjoy the fruits of their labor and to, and to really enjoy what they've worked so hard for all those years. Uh, and so for some of my clients, I actually encourage them. I say, yeah, we could reinvest this money. But what's it going to do? It's just going to pile up a bigger pile of money that your kids are going to inherit, and they're not going to appreciate it like you would. They're not going to treat it as carefully as you would, and they're not going to have any trouble spending it, by the way. Um, so why don't you maybe take an extra trip, remodel that kitchen, give a few more dollars to your church or favorite charities, or better yet, if you are concerned with getting more money to the kids, how about a living legacy where you take some family trips together? You buy a property that everyone can enjoy together. Uh, I'm big on living legacies, and, and like we talk about, living greatly Um through through proper planning, and so I think I just wanted to get that side note in there. Well, I mean, it's, Todd, you made a 
It's true. It's true. My, I mean, I'm, I'm that group. I'm the baby boomer group that you're talking about. And I know that our parents and most certainly our grandparents, my grandparents who lived through the Depression and the par- and their children, my parents who were affected by that, these people are often thrifty to a fault. And just like you, you've yeah. described, they don't know how to not be that way. I mean, it's just, you know, you could give them $10 million and it wouldn't matter. They don't know how to loosen up. They just, it's not in them. I mean, when you spend a lifetime trying to be frugal and thrifty and, 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 you know, save, 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 save. And, and look, a lot of this is born out of the notion that people are employees for the most part. They only have so much money to work with and that's been built into their brains their whole lives. Now all of a sudden they have these lump sum amounts of money and they just don't know how to do this. And so, you know, Justin, you, you really bring up a very important point and, and it is kind of comical. You're going to give the money to the kids. Well, look, folks, as somebody who's in that age group, I can tell you that no matter how responsible you think your kids are, when you don't earn the money, there is a rule mm-hmm. book. There is a rule book that is built over a lifetime that you learned through the process of saving money to, to understand and revere the value of every dollar. I'm telling you right now, no matter how responsible anyone is, when you don't have to save it and a lump sum chunk is dropped in your lap, there's no way you're going to get that rule book and have the same understanding and value that that money would represent to the person who did it. There's no way. It's not possible. So you should spend it the way you want to spend it and enjoy life. You really do need to do that. And I would say, too, that, you know, a lot of people, it's maybe they actually they would like to start spending it, but it's actually fear about their overall plan or fear about the stock market or the economy that's causing them not to. And so that's where I would just encourage you. If you don't have a good, sound financial plan or a retirement income plan where you have projections done that show you lifetime estimates of where your wealth is projected to grow and, and build in models that can show you how much you can spend safely and stress test it, showing it. Monte Carlo simulations and worst case scenarios. What if, what if you have the worst decade we've ever seen as your first decade of retirement? How would you fare then? Uh, because I can tell you, I've also seen people free up a little bit when I say, listen, I understand your fears. I know you've been through the crash of 08. You've been through the crash of 2001, 2002. I know, you know, maybe you've heard stories of the depression from your parents and all these different things. But I'm looking at your plan from every which angle, and I can't see any way you're possibly ever going to run out of money. And, I'm, and I show them on my screen, and I stress test it, and I see this sense of relief and validation that comes in of, okay, we're going to be okay. And you don't have to go crazy, but if there's things you want and you have the resources to, to enjoy it, I don't see anything wrong with enjoying the fruits of your labor. Um, and, you know, I don't think delayed gratification to a fault uh, is necessarily a good thing all the time. You just conjured up a mental image in my mind, Justin, of of sitting there seeing that. And I I think, uh, you know, for most people who are who are working, you know, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, wherever you are in your life trajectory towards the inevitable retirement. For a lot of people, their greatest concern is, where am I? But the problem is, for many people. They almost, well, they don't almost, they don't want to know because if you tell me what I'm doing today in terms of contributions isn't enough, I don't want to, I don't want to, want to know about that. But the worst thing of all is to be sitting in front of an advisor who tells you you don't have enough money. 
Um, and right. so the time to, to address that is when you've got plenty of years to adjust your, your savings. And it won't be such a dramatic impact because if you do incremental changes over time, they have a dramatic impact long term. But you can't wait until the 11th hour to figure this out. And sadly for most people, they avoid going to see somebody like you until they're 65 years old and they're ready to retire. And that is a colossal mistake from my estimation. Everybody who comes into my office that we work with, we, we help them gain financial independence which is in essence the same thing as retirement. But for a lot of the people I work with, business owners, financial independence is more the word. But here's the thing. We send them all to Great Waters to say, here's the cost of your lifestyle. Here's inflation built in. And here's what your what your lump sum needs to be between now and this time to accomplish that objective. And when we send our clients to Great Waters and, and Justin meets with them, they walk away and they, for the first time, have a clear understanding of what exactly they need to do. And it is, it's a game changer when people know what that number is, Justin. And I, I, I commend you guys because you're retirement specialist. But I mean, that's what people really want to know. I mean, I, I have people come back to me, my clients, after I send them to you guys, and they say that was the most useful, beneficial meeting that we've ever had. I always say that. Well, that is, um, that is the best thing I can hear, Todd, because that is what we pride ourselves on. And, and I'm not here to sell our services on the air. I'm here to educate. Um, but I'm so proud of the fact that our process takes people through a journey of going from, you know, a place where they're almost in the dark. You know, they know the pieces of the puzzle, but they don't really know the picture on the outside of the box completely and how this all fits together. But we're able to help them pull it together through our course of three or four meetings that we have with these families. Uh, and really, at the end, they're going to have clarity. They're going to have confidence. They're going to have peace of mind um, in most cases. In some cases, it's a wake-up call to say, oh, my goodness, I need to save more and spend less and, and do some things differently, which is also good, Todd, like you said, to make changes and course corrections earlier rather than later. Um, but at the end of the day, I would encourage you, if you haven't had a financial plan done, come through our process. It's no cost, no obligation. At the end of the process, obviously, our goal is to have impressed you enough that if you're looking for an advisor, you're not going to look any further. Uh, but come see the men and women on our team at any of our four offices um, in the Twin Cities and, and Duluth office if you're listening up north. Come through the process, and I can tell you whether you choose to work with us or not, you're going to leave that last meeting with a plan in hand. You're going to leave with a sense of confidence, clarity, and peace of mind like you haven't had before. And, um, and it's going to help you make the best decisions possible with your resources today to be best positioned in the future. You know, it's, a, it's another point to be made is the number of people who have this big, grandiose number in their heads, and they think they need to have that much money, and in fact, they really don't. You know, they'll, well, you know, Todd, I know I need to have one to three million dollars before I can retire, and I, I look at them and I go, how'd you come up with that? <laughs> because there's, you know, there's people, folks, as you listen to this, if proper planning is done, which, by the way, uh, Great Waters are phenomenal at doing with your Social Security income, there's people who can have a half a million dollars in their qualified accounts and can retire very nicely, thank you very much. But they walk in thinking they need three times that amount of money, and in fact, they don't based on their lifestyle and based on the things that they have going on in their lives. So, you know, don't be so fearful that you have to have this massive number because what? Because you're, you're 
your 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 best friend's cousin told you that or something. I mean, it's it's you need a a unique plan that takes into account your life, your cost of living, what your house payments are going to be, where you're going to live, all that kind of stuff, right? And there's a lot of people who are surprised to find that they have plenty of money, and they came in thinking that would just be the opposite, right? It's true, and. Um yeah, I mean, there's all these fallacies and all these, you know, what's your number? There used to be a commercial, what's your number, right? And then that one guy was just like a bazillion kajillion because he didn't want to know his number. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's easier sometimes not to face reality. You know, if you've got a pain in your, in your mouth, it's easier not to go to the dentist because if you don't go to the dentist, you're not going to find out what the problem is. Well, the problem's still there whether you go to the dentist or not. If you go to the dentist, then you can simply have some, you know, a plan to get it fixed. So facing reality is very important. And I'm big on take away fear, take away shame and guilt. And I'm just probably speaking to someone out there right now, but I'm telling you, um, you know, we all have mistakes. We all have circumstances we've been through. You've got to forgive your past and move forward confidently into your future. If you keep beating yourself up and shaming yourself over past mistakes uh, or worse yet, blaming others for things that have happened to you, because if you're blaming others, you don't have, control over that um you know ultimately it's it's a matter of accepting where you are forgiving your past both yourself and others and moving forward with with boldness and confidence um and and taking steps in the right direction to help you accomplish the dreams and goals that you have for your future (laughs) hallelujah the church of of (laughs) retirement planning i love it so we're gonna we're gonna it's important we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to t- we're, we're going to talk about the importance of taking the money and preparing in advance because you can pay up to a 50% penalty tax if you don't. So we want to make sure that you avoid that. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Justin Halverson, Great Waters Retirement Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 92. 98 
Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today. Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you are structured in properly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as one hundred. $76 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Great Waters Retirement Radio. We have Justin Halverson on the phone. We are talking today about required minimum distributions, which is a major challenge for a lot of retirees. They get hit with taxes on money that they don't necessarily need. Uh, those dollars are added on top of any other income that they have, often putting them in a even higher tax bracket. And there has to be planning. Now, the worst thing of all, as we alluded to before the break, is that you're simply not prepared for this. You don't do what you're supposed to do in terms of distributing. And then you get hit with a massive tax. That is a that is devastating. So how do you avoid having that happen, Justin? Oh, well, um, you know, so many things here to kind of 
get through on these RMDs. They are calculated, um, or they are complicated, I should say. But uh, a couple of things to note about these required minimum distributions um, is when you're at 70 and a half, you're forced to take these distributions. And Todd, as you mentioned, if you fail to take a distribution, it's a 50% penalty on the amount that you were supposed to take out. And then you still have to take it out and pay taxes on it. So that's that's I mean, above and beyond what you would have, have to have had paid. I mean, oh. Yeah, I mean, 50% penalty is rather egregious. Now, if you're facing one of those, we've got an in-house tax service, that um, tax team of tax specialists that can help you fight that with the IRS. In many cases, if you write a letter in the right way, if you've missed, you know, maybe just your first distribution, um, no guarantees, but they've often been, been very forgiving when it comes to that. Uh, we've seen if you know how to write the letter and how to appeal it. Um, but the bottom line is you'd rather not, you know, you'd rather not rely on their good nature. You'd rather just do it right the first time. But Todd, one thing that, one thing that often gets missed or one thing that's often misunderstood, I would say, is that in most cases, the IRS looks at all of your IRA money as one large total. So let's say you had five different IRAs and they each had a hundred thousand in them. That's $500,000. Well, you could either take the required distribution proportionately from each account, or you could take the entire distribution out of one account, never touching the others. It's called IRA uh, aggregation when it comes to these required distributions. And then the IRS would say, it doesn't matter if you didn't take it out of the other four accounts, you took it out of the one, you are good, you're set, you're satisfied, everything is on track. That is true only with like accounts. So, for example, if four of those accounts were IRAs, but one of them was a 401k or a 403b, the 401k or 403b account would have to have its own distribution taken, and then the other accounts could be aggregated. So you can only aggregate like accounts. And I can tell you, so there's some people that just have a, I think there's just a sense of comfort generally in things that we've done for a long time. And so let's say you worked at a company and Fidelity was the 401k custodian of your plan. Um, and you just want to keep your money in that 401k plan at Fidelity. Uh, instead of working, you know, doing it independently in an IRA or working with an advisory firm. I would argue that there's certainly benefits to getting it rolled over into an IRA out of the 401k. Generally, fees are lower outside of the 401k, just as far as the plan level goes. Uh, and then the service you can get individually is better and the investment choices are better. But for RMD purposes, it would make your life easier for aggregation to not have this separate account that has to have its own distribution, getting them all in IRAs so that you can just you know do the math come up with the distribution is going to make your life a lot easier. There, there's another point that you made in there that I just want to stress. Folks, for a lot of you, you have your money, your your retirement accounts in custodial accounts with past employers or maybe even or your existing employer. Uh, for anything that you have with past employers, remember something. They are all getting paid assets under management. They're the, the fees that you're paying are as much and in almost all cases more than you will pay an independent financial advisor like Justin, who will actually do these meetings with you, help you project and plan for the retirement. But you, you get none of that with your past employer and, and never, never mind the fact that you're paying the fees and then some. So there should be absolutely zero 
hesitation uh, or reluctance to go and see an advisor when you have a chunk of money that, that is in a custodial account with a past employer and rolling that money to a financial advisor who will now meet with you ongoingly and help you build out a plan. And it's not going to cost you any more money. And in most cases, Justin, it costs them less money. <laughs> So, yes, Todd, and there's something to something to be said for having someone who knows your situation. Uh, just last week, I've individually, a, individually knows your a, situation. Yes, I've got a fantastic new client, and we were getting he had a rather large 401k, and it was at a larger custodian. I won't say the name, um, but we had to call this custodian three times to get information and to execute transactions. And I'm telling you, Todd, I've never, I, I just, I couldn't even believe it myself, but. We literally got three different answers from all three different people, and they all researched it and came back with different things. <laughs> and he said, "I just can't. I just can't understand this." Uh, and this was regarding his particular plan, which was rather complicated. But I've seen it with basic situations where, when you call into these eight hundred numbers, you may get a veteran, you know, a service agent who's been there for ten years, or you may get the rookie who's on their first phone call, and they're practicing on you, and you don't want them to be practicing on you when it comes to your retirement, and so. Well, and, and Justin, listen, you and I, you, Justin, you and I both know that most people won't make three phone calls. They'll make one. And whatever the answer is, and in this case, as you've described, they're all different. So Lord only knows which one was right in the first place or what components of each answer were right. But here's the problem. You make one phone call. It's a royal pain in the rear end. You sit on hold for, for you know, hours in some cases. And then you get your answer. And for the rest of your 25 years all the way to retirement, you walk away believing that the answer that you got is the correct one. And you get to retirement to find out that it's absolutely incorrect. I mean, this is the value of ongoing meetings with with an advisor to work with you and continually update you, rebalance your portfolio, continue to tell you the performance based on where your trajectory is supposed to be. This stuff is invaluable. And you don't get it from from the large custodial uh, you know accounts that you have with with past employers. You just don't get it. So you know, and and this is not a sales pitch. This is just pragmatic. It's just being intelligent about things. So you know, th- this is something that you really want to consider. So, but back to the point here. We want to avoid this. So, so what you're saying is is that if you had four different retirement accounts. You could wind up having to pay distributions on all four of those accounts. But if you were to convert some of those accounts, I'm asking, to let's say I converted all of my 401k, I had a 403b, I had a number of different accounts, and I converted them to a Roth IRA, and I did that with enough years in advance, I would only have to take distributions for one as opposed to all four at retirement time. Is that is that what you're saying, or am I understanding that incorrectly? Well, now you're leading into some strategy because if you turn if you converted it to a Roth IRA, Todd, you would not have any required distributions. The money in the Roth, the taxes are already paid, and everything that comes out of it is tax free. And so that that we'll get into in a second because that's strategy. But more so, I was talking about consolidation versus conversion, where you just get them consolidated into either one IRA or multiple IRAs. But at least they're all they're all IRAs, so they're in the same family. And then you can do that IRA strategy that I was mentioning um, for aggregation purposes, only having to take one distribution out of one account, not one out of every account. And so consolidation means getting the 401k, the 403b, uh, the SEP, the simple, everything converted over to traditional IRAs or, or uh, consolidated to traditional IRAs. 
And then from there, uh, we will talk, we can talk about Roth conversions to make yourself tax efficient for the long haul uh, by making sure you've got enough money in tax in your tax free bucket versus your fully taxable bucket. Let's also make uh, a point of clarity between a Roth because I, I, we hear it continuously and people say, no, no, I can't do a Roth. Um, I'm, 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 I'm already, I'm not able to do that. I'm already doing too much in my 401k. I think people don't get the notion that there's a traditional contribution and a Roth contribution. And all we're really talking about is a traditional contribution wherein you do not pay taxes until you take the money out. A Roth is you're going to Roth contribution is you're paying taxes up front, but you don't take pay taxes down the road. So the the primary thing to, to consider, folks, is that, okay, you're not paying taxes, which means a component of the amount of money that's going into your investments is money you would otherwise not have that is enjoying compound growth over time. However, remember, when you get to retirement time, you're going to pay income tax, not only on the money that you paid in but or that you avoided in taxes, but on all of the money you're going to pay income tax. So you get the benefit, but you also get hit with the negative on, on the flip side. With a Roth, you're going to pay the taxes only on the money that you put in and the compound growth you'll not pay taxes on at the end. So it'll, in many, many cases, a Roth conversion is going to be advisable. And, and that's, by the way, even for many people who are getting close to retirement. Correct, Justin? Yeah, Todd, you said so many good things there, but um, yes. So with the money in the Roth, you pay taxes on it already, but then whatever comes out is tax-free. And I look at it this way, especially as you're approaching retirement. If you had a mortgage going into retirement, would you prefer it be a fixed or a variable? I think everyone would say, I'd rather have a fixed rate mortgage at a low rate. Well, with a traditional IRA, it's like having a variable rate mortgage because you don't know what tax rates are going to be in the future. And obviously, if we had to guess, we'd guess that taxes are some, at some point in the future going to have to go higher because of the debt and deficit situation in Washington, meaning the more taxes you get paid at a known low rate today, the better off you're going to be in the future. And so, you know, just for, for younger people listening, if you're early in your career, maybe you're not making as much money yet as you will. When you have the chance that when you log into your 401k to choose your, your contributions, Putting money in the Roth means you don't get a deduction up front, but that money for the rest of your lives will grow tax-free. Once you start making pretty good money, you bump into the 22 or 24% brackets or beyond, then maybe the traditional contribution makes more sense because you're, you're offsetting income at a higher tax rate. But generally speaking, Roth early is going to put you at a big advantage for the long haul. Um, and then... All the money's been in there. Most people that have accumulated up to this point and are at retirement now have most of their money in the traditional buckets. They didn't get a lot of this Roth advice along the way. The Roth has actually only been available for 21 years now, so it hasn't been around forever. So I've got all my money in my traditional bucket. I want to get some in the Roth. Now what can I do? Well, now you could do Roth conversions. Take money from the traditional IRA, move it to the Roth. Now you can't do it all at once because whatever you move to the Roth is taxable that year. So you've got to be strategic. We've got tax software that can help you calculate it almost to the penny exactly how much you should convert and where the lines are. But bottom line is, for many people, there may be what I call the calm between the two storms in the window of time between retirement and 70 and a half when these required distributions kick in. You may be in the lowest tax brackets of your life because you've stopped working, you don't have wages, 
and you've got some money in the bank that you're living on. Maybe you've got a social security turned on, but you don't have a lot of, a lot of income necessarily for tax purposes. That's the time to do Roth conversions. Artificially push your income up. Okay. Pay more taxes in those years so that by the time you hit 70 and a half, your IRA balances are lower. That means your required distributions are lower. And your overall tax picture is going to be much, much better for the long haul. It may even cause you to pay lower tax on your Social Security. It may cause you to pay less for your Medicare premiums, allow you to avoid net investment income tax, hospital insurance tax, things like that. There are so many benefits to being tax strategic. But I'm telling you, Todd, it takes a plan today. And I just commend people for listening to educate themselves on these topics. And and look, guys, at the end of the day, retirement planning is, for the most part, tax planning and income planning. That's really what it's all about. And that is, frankly, very different than what a traditional uh, advisor does. Every advisor will tell you that they that they they are a retirement specialist. Everyone will. Most of them are full of crap. They are primarily assets under management guys, gals, and that's how they make their money. Retirement planning is an, is a business unto itself, uniquely so. And the other point that I'll make about the Roth before we take our break is that Although the Roth is relatively new, in short order, nearly every employer is going to allow you to do a Roth contribution in your traditional 401k. So you've got a 401k that you're, you've been contributing to with before tax or with, with before tax dollars. You will be able to in the future. And one of the, one of the, probably one of the most universal things that most people can do. And obviously you want to talk to your advisor before you do this, but one of the best things you can do is simply Change your contribution from traditional to Roth contribution going forward, and that alone will save you a boatload in taxes for most people. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Justin Halverson with Great Waters Retirement Radio. We'll be right back. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. 
reported. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels & Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? There are attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnaibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, we are uh, winding up our show. There's a couple things I want to <clears throat> have you cover, Justin. Uh, the The first thing is uh, the... Uh, there, there is uh, a bill, a new bill, uh, called the Secure Act, that is uh, essentially surrounding the the rules that we've been talking about. Uh, the other, the other thing for those of you who are homeschoolers, and there are there's an army of people who are homeschoolers who use funds from a 529 plan to pay for homeschool expenses that potentially may be going away. I've never, Justin, I don't know about you, I've never been a great advocate of 529 plans to begin with, but nevertheless, for the people who are using them for that purpose, that may be going away, I guess, huh? Yeah, there's um, there's a lot there. Let's start with the SECURE Act that you mentioned. So there's a law that's uh, proposed by um, Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Kind, 
that in the SECURE Act, um, the benefit that they're touting, one of them, is that they would delay the start of these required minimum distributions to age 72. Um, And so I'm kind of torn on this a little bit, but generally speaking, that's a benefit. That's two more years that we have to do Roth conversions, two more years that we have to be tax strategic and help minimize that future burden. So all in all, I think it's probably a good thing. However, most people out there don't have a plan, don't have a strategy, and unfortunately, two more years of accumulation in those accounts will just mean that much higher of a distribution when they actually start, and it's going to end up coming out over time anyway. And so while it is a benefit, it's a bigger benefit if you have a plan. Now, one thing built into this act that's not a good thing, that is not being talked about a whole lot, is that they would reduce the stretch IRA from a lifetime stretch to a 10-year stretch. And so, Todd, you talked about it earlier. When the family inherits the IRA money, unlike your non-qualified money and your real estate assets that get a step up in basis, the IRAs and qualified money does not get a step up in basis. The family still owes taxes on all this money. And the options right now are take it as a lump sum distribution, pay taxes all at once, which typically (laughs) would be a nightmare, or you can stretch it out over your lifetime. Based on the age of the beneficiaries, they can stretch it over their life expectancy, let, let the bulk of the money grow tax-deferred for their retirement, and then okay, um, you know, ultimately pass that money on to the next generation. Well, now they would, they would limit that stretch to 10 years. So if you've got a million dollars of IRA money, you'd have to pull it all out. The family would have to pull it out over the next 10 years, 100000 a year. Um, certainly not, not as beneficial as the lifetime stretch like it, like it's in, in place today. Oh, that's, so, that's devastating. Be aware of them. Devastating, yeah. Justin. I mean, that is for a lot of people who are saving money for whatever reason, they're hell bent on leaving their kids money or what have you. Uh, it, it, it has always been that that lifetime stretch to inherit a 401k has been just extraordinary because in addition to that, folks, remember, you get to have your own individual retirement account as well. So it is it's been a great benefit. But but, hey, you know, they're thirsty and they need more tax dollars. So now you're really going to yeah. get hit. So it, it, these things right. that ha, this is not this is not has this is not succeeded as of yet. Is that correct? It's gone through the Congress, but mm-hmm. not gone through Senate. Is that correct? correct? That's correct. And there's a lot of um, speculation that it will probably have some changes in it, but that it will get passed. And so things that we need to be at least prepared for have it on our radar. One more thing, Todd, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about. For those of you that are charitably inclined, who give money to your favorite church, charity, synagogue, favorite qualified 501c3 organizations. I always have to make that distinction because, uh, folks, your kids do not qualify as a charity in case you didn't know that. (laughs) I always get asked that question. Um, Uh, When you turn 70 and a half and have a required minimum distribution, normally you take the distribution, pay taxes on all of it, and then you give some of it to charity, and because of tax reform, you no longer, in most cases, you're no longer getting credit for those charitable deductions because of how tax reform shook out. And I won't get into those details today. We've got a great video on it on our website, greatwatersfinancial.com. What they had made official now is that you can do a qualified charitable distribution. And what that means is you take a portion of that required minimum distribution and have it sent directly to the charity, never having come into your possession. And let's say your required distribution for the year is $20,000. You want to give $5,000 to the charity. So $5,000 goes to the charity. fifteen dollars comes to you. 
All you have to report as taxable income on your 1040 tax return is the $15,000. So it's the same as having gotten the deduction up front, and now you still get the higher standard deduction against the rest of your income. It's literally the best of both worlds. If you or someone you know is in their 70s, the only way they should give money to charity is out of their IRA's required distribution if they have one. There is no other way to give the money. It's the best way to do it, Todd. Very good. Very good. So, listen, uh, these guys do seminars all over the Twin Cities. They do seminars on these the, the very type of planning we're talking about, Social Security planning and the like. Why don't you tell people how they can find you, Justin? Well, I mentioned it earlier, but our website is fantastic. We've got a great tech team that has a lot of videos on there. You can educate yourself right there, and you can also see a list of upcoming events. So www.greatwatersfinancial.com. We've got offices uh, downtown, Minnetonka, White Bear Lake, and Richfield and Duluth. Uh, or you can call in and schedule an appointment, 612-360-2127. Or again, greatwatersfinancial.com. Very good. These uh, these gentlemen are all my friends. I've worked with them uh, for many years, and uh, I started working with these guys when they had one location, and their success has been uh, extraordinary, and there's a reason, guys. So if you want to know what it's going to take to reach retirement and have the money you need to have to have a secure retirement, if you're already there, these are the guys to talk to. Regardless of who you have as an advisor, these are the guys you want to talk with. And and they do a free retirement plan analysis. Don't charge anything for it. And I tell you what, I can't endorse any service more than that one. Hope this is helpful. Thanks, great Waters Retirement Radio. Justin, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Todd. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day -day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500.